questions, please. David. Yeah, uh, you talk about the, the club's interest in uh, Malik Hooker and just how you assess where you are at safety uh, early in camp, right? You know, uh, going back to free agency, um, you know, when Malik, Malik had the injury, so uh, this is, you know, this is a conversation that's gone on for quite some time. So you know, I think the obvious is we're working through protocols and just because of the state we're in and, and so forth. So I mean, I don't have anything official, but yeah, there's definitely interest. And uh, but I think he just gives us another excellent football player, and I think he's he's someone that brings competition, but. You know, he's coming off of a major injury, and we just feel like he'd be a really good fit for us. How about the rest of the safety? Is it any, does it read anything into what you think of the rest no. of the safeties yet? No, not at all. I really like the safety group, and I think just the whole thing all the way across the board back there, you're, you're seeing it just in the first two practices, more and more so back to the OTAs. I think we're doing a great job with the communication, tracking the football, making plays on the football, and, and that's definitely an area that we'd, we'd like to improve on. I felt down a stretch last year, uh, that was a strength of ours. You know, I think Donovan was was a force for us. You know, particularly taking the football away, and um, you know, we, we want to play that way as a as a defensive perimeter. Will well, he be able to work in immediately, or will you have to kind of ramp up for for him uh, to get? Another definitely be a ramp up in the process. I think it's you know part of what we're going through right now too with the uh, the five day sequence that you you have to go through to to you know to bring him into the into the protocol. Experience is there a difference between a guy who has been unlucky with injuries a couple of times and is injury prone? Oh, I think so. Yeah, I think it's an excellent point. I think sometimes players go through that, um, and I, I think particularly when you're coming off of a major injury, you know, that first year back is such a such an important time. And I, I think going back to what we talked about the other day with the rehab process and uh, you know the ability to get guys to take the time and doing it the right way and getting their confidence. But yeah, I, I think sometimes you, you do have some bad luck. You get you get caught in a bad position. And, and uh, but then also I think there is a, you know, an, another uh, type of injury prone that you've seen some guys that can that cannot stay healthy. I think that's that's uh, you know that's a natural part of this business. How difficult is it to get guys in because they have to go through the protocol, you have to figure out are they vaccinated or not vaccinated, that kind of thing. I mean it's 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 part of today's NFL. I mean it's I mean difficult uh, but you know, it's the same for everybody. You know, it's not. It's not ideal. Uh, it's not ideal to to have a player. You know, you have to wait for just to get a workout in. So I mean, it, this is. Uh, it's just the state of the times. So I mean, it's. Uh, it's you know, it's never been done before. But we're working through it. What's y'all's assessment of how healthy he looks? How far along he is in his rehab? Talk about Malik. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen him in person yet. You know, just because of the protocols. Connor Williams seen this offseason work some at center what how has he looked in this position and his comfort level and your comfort level where he is I thought Connor had his best day yesterday um, with his center center reps you'll, you'll see him today in the two minute um, sequence uh, you definitely want to get him some more more work there but uh, very very pleased with with the steps he's making you know with his center center reps Hope that in the event of a Biotish exit for whatever reason, that Connor would be able to slide from left guard to center and someone would step in for him at left guard. Oh, definitely. I mean, any time in my history, our guards always trained as centers. Uh, so, uh, as you know, you you want to have three on game day. Uh, you can't have enough guys that can can snap the ball. So, yeah, this this definitely gives us more flexibility and and uh, you know definitely has the you know, competition and all those things. Part of Tyler's doing it. Excellent job, you know. We, you know, we're still going through these ramp ramp up uh, practices, but 
Um, once again, I, I think Connor did, took a, definitely took a step yesterday. Looks more and more comfortable, and um, I'm excited to see him go today in the two-minute. Strides that you saw. Like, we, there's, you know, there's an obvious one where the ball went over Nucci's head, but yeah. obviously there's more to it than that. So where, where were those progress? Cadence. It's uh, it's really the cadence, the time clock. You know, just 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 the little things up front. I mean, he he knows the he knows the offense. He knows the run checks. He knows the protections. But it's just the ability to do it at full speed, uh, the cadence variation that, that that's important. So um, so just you know, at any time like a, same thing for the center, same thing for the quarterback. You know, we do everything to Dak's cadence, rhythm, and timing. So it's the same thing with the, the center position. So that all has to be in tune. And that's uh, that's something that, frankly, just takes reps. So he needs reps. I don't know if Cooper Mike was talking about Tyler today. or Connor there, but dude, I don't know if he's asking about Connor Williams or Tyler on that one. Connor. Connor Williams, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cooper to do anything today? Um, no. Cooper Rush won't. Yeah. He'll be. He will not take any team reps today. Mike, you guys obviously thought a lot of Kelvin Joseph. What's your assessment of him so far? Kelvin Joseph, you know, off to a good start. I mean, he's, you know, he definitely he's comfortable out there. Um, but, you know, I just think like all of our rookies, it's, 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 it's good to see them in live action. I, uh, he, he's done some good things. So, I mean, so far, so good. Yeah. Dak and CD have both talked to us about how much they enjoy competing against Trayvon Diggs. What stands out to you most about what Trayvon's doing on the field and how he's making the offense better? Well, first is his competitive nature. I mean, every every play is 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 all out. So I mean, I mean, he just brings an intensity to it. I mean, he's so instinctive. His ball skills are unique. Uh, you know, he when the ball's in the air, he's you know he's he's like another receiver out there. So I, I just think the competition that all those guys have it not only brings out the best in them, but it brings out the best in us in the way we practice, and, and that's why it's so important. Um, not just based on, my, based on my past experience, that, you know, your starting quarterback, you're, you know, he is such a big part of the, the tempo and the competition of it uh, at practice, and, and obviously you want to see as many other players compete at that level, and we definitely have that here. Diggs and Lamb had a pretty good battle yesterday. Do you? I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Diggs and Lamb yes. had a pretty good exchange. How can you talk about that and also – is it important for certain battles like that in camp to kind of set the tone and, and get everyone going, or do you just look for everyone to do that and you don't point to those sort of things? No, no, definitely. I think you've answered it with your question. I mean, you can't have enough of it. I mean, that's exactly what you want. I mean, we're, you know, we're doing drills that definitely fit the, the you know, the tempo of, of, of what the players are wearing as far as the helmets and the shells. So, uh, but the perimeter guys, you know, they're, they're able to get full, full speed work. And I mean, when I talk about time, time clocks, Spacing, timing—you know, this is this is exactly what what we're referring to. I mean, you can only get this in training camp. You know, you need this this top, you know, top level of competition. So, I mean, we need it all the way across the board. When a, when a uh, guard, when a guard slides to the center like Connor, and then he slides back to guard. How much? Let's, does let's stay right here, please. Go ahead. We'll, I'll get you next. Go. Jalen responded to the presence of Mike and what you guys want to do with him. I think he's he's done a great job. Uh, just you know, once again, not only with Micah, but just you know the other guys. I mean, J Jalen's all football. Uh, I, I've enjoyed working with him since the day I got here. So uh, we got a ton of competition at the linebacker position. You know, Micah's obviously has stood out in the first two practices. You know, not only you know inside, but what, you know what he can do off the edge. So um, it's it's going to be you know the competition is real. I mean, we're going to. We're looking at different different packages because we definitely want to make sure we can utilize all those guys the best we can. 
when a guard slides to center like Connor Williams, then he slides back. How how much does that help him understanding the alignment and the calls, even when he moves back to guard? Is that part of the process too? I mean, definitely. And and, and frankly, you, they really kind of had a year off because you know you had no crowd noise. So uh, going back what I stated earlier, we I've always trained the, you know the centers and the guards the same because. You know, when you get get in some of these stadiums, you know, particularly the dome stadiums, uh, the guards have to have the ability to make the calls. You know, make the center calls. So, you know, Con Connor and the guards, they they know the calls. They know it's just it, it's really about the center mechanics, the snapping, and in in the you know being in, in tune with the cadence and getting the ball snapped on time so everybody can get off on time. So it's just it's just those rhythm and timing uh, plays that you have to. You have to get done this time of year because it's the only time it's real. I mean, you know, the walkthroughs are great, uh, but it's more about Simon Lima. But we, we try to work the cadence at full speed, you know, as much as we possibly can because you know, Connor and all the all the other guys need it because they're not getting as much reps as Tyler. What kind of traits does Jalen have that he can be a on the line linebacker that same spot or even DPR that set in the edge? We saw a little bit of that yesterday in practice. Well, yeah, I mean, he has it in his history, Jalen. You know, I, I know when I arrived here, I was told about his ability to, to you know play the same same the rush the rush edge player. So you know, just to have that ability to move around because I, I think it's like anything. I know from an offensive uh, perspective, when you're you're looking to take take away a player, particularly a rusher, uh, but when you have inside linebackers that can step to the edge and be be a rush, you know, be a rush player. I mean, that, that's a, that's an advantage definitely for for the defense because you know it creates tracking uh, challenges for the for the offense. The offense maybe has to play a step, you know, slower because you know you have to change the declaration and things like that. So obviously, I think stating obvious, the more that you can do, that you know, obviously the more it helps. You mentioned the second year jump that you've looked for and you've seen from some of your second year players. How about Bradley and I? And what have you seen from him? He seemed to have some quality rushes yesterday. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Bradley can rush. I mean, we we, we know that. It's uh, he's just gotta he's just gotta stay on top of the discipline, you know, of it. Particularly in the pre-snap, you know, he had to, he had to, you know the offsides there in the two minutes uh, that you know potentially can be a big play for the offense. So, but uh, Bradley's the same guy every day. I love his energy. His work ethic is outstanding. So he just gotta just clean up the details like most most young players do. And you know, this is our first real training camp to, to go through. So the time. That we have to to get you know together the way this is coordinated will definitely help Bradley. It was almost like he was a it was almost like he was a redshirt freshman now in a sense based on last year. I, I think so. Yeah, I mean there's a, there's a lot. Plus you know it's a new new defensive scheme. We're we're you know doing things a little differently. So I mean he does have some carryover from last year. But no, I, I think you know for, you know if you can rush, we, you know you got to find a place for the guy. But there's more to it than just that. So uh, because we do have. A number of players in a defensive front that have multiple position flexibility. So uh, obviously that's great for us as coaches. It's challenging to you know sort it out and try to make sure that you get you're getting reps you know spread out about. So you know his ability to to be disciplined. Uh, you know and, and also we just not forget you know he started on a punting at the beginning of last year too. So you know his ability to contribute on special teams will definitely be a big factor. Where, where's Gallimore made his biggest strides? His biggest strides have been in, in the weight room and strength conditioning. I mean, he's in tremendous shape. I mean, I think like a lot of rookies, you know, it's a threshold to get over exactly the the, the level of conditioning uh, to play in the league the first year. So, you know, it's all the way through, you know, his weight, his, his uh, conditioning, he's, he's, uh, he's had a tremendous, tremendous offseason. So he looks great. 
uh, has complete understanding. You know, where this time last year he was just learning the defense and how he wanted to play, the different stances and, and things like that. But Neville's taken a huge jump in the offseason. Is he bigger? I mean, he, he's always been big. I mean, he's, he's stronger. He's a lot stronger. He's in, he's in great shape. We saw a couple plays from Randy in run support yesterday. Yeah. Is that an underrated part of his game? I know we talked about his pass rush ability. Well, as soon as we called the reverse, you know, we, you know, Kellen said it, and then I laughed too because I would never run a reverse back to Randy Gregory when back in the old days. I mean, and uh, we ran two his way, and we, you know, can't get outside of him. He, he he's a great athlete, uh, definitely in space, but you know, he has a really good understanding. He has a knack for that. He's, you know, that's that's something that you know, uh, he's done for very well his whole his whole time in the league, and I think it was evident twice here in yesterday's practice. Now that you've gotten to know Jerry Jones working so closely with him here for a while. Is there anything about him that's surprised you in terms of maybe how your perception that you had from the outside looking in compared to, to what you know now? Well, I think from the outside, you, you, you definitely always have the respect uh, for not only what, he, what he's done as a football man, but what he's done for the whole league. So, I mean, I was aware of that, but now having a complete understanding of exactly the impact he's made uh, for the NFL, I mean, you just obviously can be so much more impressed. But uh, the best thing about Jerry for me is is uh, just getting to know him personally. I mean, I just uh, he just has great love uh, for his family. I mean, his people skills and, and just the way the family's integrated into the into the business. I mean, it's it's something he wears on his sleeve. So that's what I've been so so impressed with. Bahana, he offers tremendous size, but how do you keep that from being negative when it comes to his pad height? Just being how tall that he is. Where is he in terms of just playing low? Is that something you're looking for for him throughout camp, including when the pads come on? Well, definitely. I think that's that's better for you know. I mean, there's there's some guys that you have you have them on every team you have. There's there are guys that look different in helmets and shells that you go, oh, you know. But then when they put the pads on, it's a different it's a different deal. So obviously, pad level and, and all that. That's something that I know I'll be watching it. You'll be watching it. The padded practices are, are different because the leverage points and the and the ability to play with leverage is is definitely a whole different challenge in, in those types of practices, and, and frankly, that's real football. Like, how have you changed over the years as a head coach and how you approach a practice? Are you more of a walk around and checking everything out, whereas in Green Bay, you're always with the offense? How do you, how do you go about it now? I mean, it, this job, um, just from my job responsibility, is definitely different than uh, it was in Green Bay. I mean, I was, I was running the offense, calling the offense. So, uh, but, you know, you're always in charge, you know, you know of everything that goes on. Um, Frankly, this particular camp, just being here for the first time, you know, there's still things we're working through, uh, just you know how you want to practice. But at the end of the day, as a head coach, uh, you want the practice done the right way. I mean, there's, we've always had a high standard of how we practice, the speed of how we practice, the organization of it. Um, you know, this this is to me is the competition of every head coach in the league. How you train your team, how you practice your team. Uh, there's a tremendous amount of time. That goes into that. So I mean, a lot of these practices and team meetings and content is, is done back in June. So you, and I've always, you know, tried to forecast for just pretty much whatever direction I think the team's going to go, because um, you know I, I've never. Now in my earlier days, you know, I try to do as much as I possibly can to get ahead of it and kind of stay true to a script. But I think as you learn uh, as a head coach. The script changes, you know, the, the, the pulse of your team, especially not going through this yet with, with my team. Uh, but, you know, there's some things that we'll adjust and tweak, and I think just to have the ability to, to be able to anticipate that and make those 
adjustments is 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 definitely a benefit of of having experience doing this before. But uh, yeah, definitely. My my job here is, uh, is is definitely a lot different than than my my prior job. Have you wrestled some with, with the transition of giving up of deferring some of the hands-on inner practice to kind of take the, the macro look instead of getting in and doing stuff? Was that do you still wrestle with that some, or, or, or you? Well, I don't know if it's a wrestling match. I, I think uh, I think if all, I can't speak for other head coaches. I mean, the most fun I ever had coaching was when I was coaching the quarterbacks. I, mean, I loved it. I mean, I loved every second of it. The development of that, you know, that position is such a challenging position. The, the coach, uh, you, you miss those meetings and the detail of the meetings and the walkthroughs and the conversations. I mean, you can you're coaching cadence variation every single day. And, and that's such a it's such a weapon for an offense. So, I mean, that's clearly a, in my times the most fun I've had. Uh, coordinating is the the most challenging and the most competitive. And yeah, definitely, I, and I I miss that too. So I mean, I, it's 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 part of growing up in this league. And uh, but at the end of the day, when you're the head coach, you got to make sure everything's right, and you got to have your hands on everything. So. It's definitely uh, it's a group effort because uh, when you are calling one side or the other, you're not able to be, you know, involved or be on top of more things or at least be able to observe things in a live segment as opposed to conversations after the fact or watching the, the video. So I mean, it, this structure of a head coach is different for me, but at the end of the day, I, I'm in charge of how everything goes, you know, how the training of the football team is intact and the details of that. And um, this is this does have a lot of first year feel to it because this is a new environment for me. Um, just getting the schedule right because of the flow from the practices to the you know practices to the meetings, all those things are part of it. But um, do I enjoy competing and coaching quarterbacks? Yeah, I, th I think any head coach would. You know, but you have a lot more administrative responsibility. Uh, today's NFL.